Hello, welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, base campers. Hope you're all doing well. When we started out season five, I knew I wanted to feature some stories about those having adverse reactions from the mRNA shots. These courageous humans have an important voice in our collective hero's journey. And if you're going to be part of a collective awakening or part of a collective hero's journey, it is my belief that each of us needs to grow our capacity to hear the truth, no matter how uncomfortable it is. People's lives have been lost and damaged from this monstrosity that was unleashed upon us by Big Pharma. What we can do now is listen and do our best to understand how all this happened. I've known quite a few people injured by these, and in a way, we've all been injured by them, haven't we? The rollout, the coercion, the fear, the shaming, and all that followed tore families and friend groups apart. Then a wave of young athletes collapsing while playing their sports, sudden death syndrome, and myocarditis, and all the blood clot information coming at us, and now a wave of injuries, all of course being suppressed and hidden by a corrupt compromised media. The medical community? Oh, they don't even get me started. They can't even look at the mRNA shot as a contributing factor, let alone the driving factor from all these adverse reactions being reported. Remember, most clinical trials for a new product like the mRNA shot take two to five years. So in essence, we're two years into a five-year clinical. The results, as we're all becoming aware of, are not looking real good for the vaxxed. Quite the opposite, in fact. I even know a prominent surgeon here in Seattle whose previously healthy wife is having massive health complications since getting her second Pfizer shot. Yet he can't even consider what we're talking about. Think about that. His own wife is telling him that what happened, what is happening to her is from the vaccine and his take on it is, nope, it can't be that because I'm a doctor. Fucking unreal, isn't it? The arrogance and denial. Wait until more of the truth comes out and it's coming. Doctors that refuse to see the obvious, especially now, are going to be looking for places to hide out of shame. I don't think trust in the medical system will ever be restored, nor should it. Their compliance with the mRNA shot is a PR nightmare at this point, and it gets worse with each reveal. My guest today worked inside the system as a nurse, and she is a courageous woman who has come on to share her story. She was not only injured by the jab, but you can hear it in her speech, which was completely normal before she took the shots. Join me in listening to her story. Thank you, Base Campers. My guest today is Danielle Baker. Danielle worked as a certified hospice and palliative care nurse for 17 years. After pressure, coercion, and fear, she took the mRNA shot as she needed to keep her income with two special needs children at home. In her own words, quote, I lost everything I had worked so diligently for all in 10 minutes, unquote. Here is my interview with the courageous Danielle Baker. All right, I am here with Danielle Baker, nurse, mother, truth teller, Danielle Baker. Danielle, welcome to Base Camp for Men. It is great to have you on the show. Thank uh, you very much for having me and having a space where people are able to uh, talk about these things. It really does make a difference absolutely you know i got your name from cat parker who sent me 
uh, a list of people that are in her group that have had uh, COVID vaccine injuries. And you're a former nurse. Um, and I guess to start off, um, if you would just tell us a little bit about your background, uh, what you do or did for work, um, where you're at in the world, um, uh, how many children you have and that sort of thing. And then we'll, then we'll get to some of the other questions. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I am in Piqua, Ohio. It's a small town, um, North, uh, about 30 miles north of Dayton, uh, I had been a registered hospice and palliative care nurse for 17 years, delivering hospice to patients in their home uh, or what is considered their home, like uh, assisted living Mm-hmm. And a nurse for uh, 20 years, uh, mom of uh, two, I actually had uh, also become a newlywed in 2020, uh, um, met my husband at uh, one of the places we worked at together. Mm-hmm. And I uh, brought our son, Ian, he is nine, and my husband brought our daughter, Maddie, and she is 10. Beautiful, beautiful. So um, so walk us through a little bit of, you know, let's let's go back in time a little bit, and they're they're rolling out the COVID vaccine. And, you know, there's this, you know, there, there was a lot of hoopla. There's some people who are like, Oh, thank God. Here comes this, this vaccine. There was other people um, that were like, Hey, wait a minute. Uh, There's never been an MRNA shots. This is experimental. I'm not getting it. And there was a lot of people that were in the middle that were maybe like, well, it might be good. They're saying it's good, but maybe I have my doubts. And then there was all of this uh, coercion and manipulation. And, you know, they started to threaten people that didn't get it with their jobs or you can't travel or you can't visit mom. You know, it really divided up families it uh people were scared because they wanted to be able to see their loved ones they wanted to be able to hold on to their jobs and there was a lot of states that were threatening people and i guess i just wanted to start off with like if we wind back the clock like what were your thoughts before you got the vaccine and then we'll talk about you know which one you got and what happened but you know which which camp were you in as they were starting to roll this out? You were a nurse, you're in hospice. Um, here they come with this supposed vaccine that's supposed to be so great. But you know what was your initial feelings and thoughts about it as uh, as they were rolling it out and you were sitting? You know nobody had gotten it yet, but here it comes. Uh, how were you feeling about the the announcement and and as you sat with you know uh, whether to get it or not? What were your what were your thoughts? What were your feelings around that? I um, was in the camp of, I don't know how this can be good when it hasn't, it's been three months and I don't have this great understanding 
of how things are processed. But I do know that when they're introducing a, a new um, drug or medicine or whatever you want to call the gene therapy, mm-hmm. it, it takes years to get uh, approval. And the fact that they took this therapy that I had only known for it to be applied with cancer patients to a certain degree is what they had worked on. I didn't feel comfortable getting it. And then I was working in facilities with the uh, hospice patients and they had these poor people in their rooms for basically a year straight. And mm-hmm. when they targeted the elderly and said, this is the only way you can see your family. And then they targeted healthcare workers. Those two sections gave me an even bigger uh, pause uh did they uh what was your like what was the temperature of the other healthcare workers and nurses that you knew was it kind of split was there was there a faction that was maybe like what's the big deal it's a vaccine haven't we got a million of these before or you know was there plenty of them that felt the way you did which was kind of well wait a minute they haven't tested this why are they strong arming us? Um, where, you know, what was the talk amongst the nurses and, and healthcare workers? Uh, most of us had already gotten COVID and had immunity. Mm. So most of us didn't want to get it. Yeah. Of course, there were a couple that were okay to get it, but the more uh, strong arming and coercion they did then of course uh, more felt like they didn't have choices as time went forward could you have kept your job and not gotten it or you had to get it basically to keep your job i had to um my story is a little bit different mm. Um, and that, yes, they did eventually uh, mandate it in July of 21. We knew that that was coming. And at that time, they were not giving exemptions or anything. Mm-hmm. It was, this is coming and, and this is your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that in a of May of 2021, they put out, my former employer put out an email saying that uh, these uh, shots are widely available and that they felt that there's no reason that we should not be getting one. Mm. Um, lots of emails questioning our ethics, our um, morals, sure. and 
eventually they um, said that if you don't get it by July of the 2021, then the benefit that they offered if you got sick from COVID or you had issues because of getting the shot, the coverage would no longer be offered for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a new wrinkle that I haven't heard. But I, I mean, they just did so much shaming and strong arming um, across the board. I mean, when you when you finally got it, did you get more than one? Which one did you get? And then how soon after did you start noticing that, you know, uh oh, I might be having an, a reaction to this? What what was that? When what kind of timeline, how many, which one and then what happened? I um, waited till the last possible mm-hmm. time to start my series. Yeah. And by that time, work was offering weekly $5,000 drawings up to like $20,000 drawings to get the um, shot, they, <laughs> to get the shot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> and and uh, yeah. And of course they were segregating and it, it had in one month deteriorated so rapidly um, the links that they went to. Uh, so I started my series on June the 4th and the first one I had, I thought I did fine and didn't have any problems. Um, mm-hmm. When I look back, I actually was in the emergency room three no, 18 days after my first one for back pain. Okay. And ended up being discharged with a uh, strained muscle. Okay. So I moved forward and got my second one. It was Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Um, within that day, within 12 hours, I had a fall. And I ended up um, doing something to my arm that I got the shot in. I was numb, tingling, a lot of pain and loss of sensation up and down my whole arm and into my face. Um, It wasn't until the next day when the symptoms were worse Mm. um, that I thought I wonder if it could be related to the shot thinking maybe they injected it into a vein or something what what were the Um, what were the symptoms that were starting to come upon you that had you going hey wait a minute something's not right well, I had had that fall, and mm-hmm. then the whole uh, the amount of pain that I had, the numbness, tingling, not mm-hmm. able to really use my arm, um, and then the going up into the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it made me think they injected it into the wrong space is what i had thought okay um my husband took me to the emergency room and i had asked the physician's assistant uh, when he walked in if it could be related to it uh, didn't ask me in what way or anything and it just dismissed me said no sent me for an x-ray told us everything was fine and discharged us all within 30 minutes Mm -hmm. so so um after that i still knew something was wrong ended up going to a more er another er visit followed by doctor's visits and found out I had uh, a torn ligament in my shoulder. But again, that didn't get better with Mm. time. Okay. Uh, Around 20 days after my, my second shot, I had horrible back pain again. Um, but this time, the back pain um, it hit between my shoulder blades. And over the next four days, I lost uh, none of my strength and all of my limbs systematically got bad i spread from my left arm to my left leg or right arm to right leg then over to the left and back up by the end of uh the four days i really couldn't uh, effectively walk Mm. I was having muscle spasms that contorted my body. I uh, numbness, tingling all over. Uh, had to depend on my husband and um, assisted devices to do it anything. And uh, had lost some of my bowel and bladder control mm. uh, because I had been so uh, felt like I was gaslit from that first emergency room visit. I again refused to go. They arranged testing out patient and uh that next week i found out that the shot caused my immune system to attack my spinal cord and i had what's called transverse myelitis Mm. that was the official diagnosis correct 
And what is the, I mean, what is the medical protocol for that condition is, do they have things that can help or have you had to kind of look into the vaccine injury community to find out if our other, cause I, I heard, I hear your condition that that's one of the big groups I'm hearing is this kind of a lot of tingling, numbness, loss of function that, uh, that results in some sort of autoimmune where the immune system is being attacked by itself or it's, or, or, or the system is attacking the immune system. And then another one, another group is like the myocarditis blood clot, but a lot of those end up with sudden death syndrome as they were calling it on Google. Um, mm -hmm. So, and there's all, uh, was the mainstream medical community able to point you in any kind of resources that help, or did you have to, to look outside of the mainstream uh, medical community to start to get some things that might um, restore function or help you? Um, so when I was first diagnosed, I was, hospitalized uh, for five days but at that point I was told I missed the window for any sort of treatment uh, for this uh, condition like IV, IG or plasma phoresis how, um, wait a minute. How, like, how did you, how do you miss the window when you're just realizing what it is? I don't understand that. Like, uh, when, <laughs> when were you supposed to catch it? You go to the doctor, they tell you what it is. What, what do you mean you missed the window? When, you know, when, when were you supposed to self-diagnose that you had this thing? I, if I had um, been diagnosed at the beginning Mm. Or if they would have taught it when my symptoms were progressing, then they could have given me treatment. But because I had already stopped progressing, then the damage is done mm. uh, according to them mm. um i'm finding some more things um, out from um across the non-traditional medical system yeah. um and we are actively looking into uh, pursuing ivig but to get an appointment with the, one of the doctors that will prescribe it is like $5,000. And then on top of that, you have to pay for each treatment. And those are thousands of dollars. Mm. Mm. So even if I could access it, paying for it, it is a whole a new ball game right right well are you are do you feel like your function is improving 
over the months? Like, let's just take a look at like the last year, let's say up till today. Like, are you, do you feel like you're getting a little bit better? Do you feel like it's getting worse month over month, you know, um, or about the same? Like, is it, are you, are you finding your functioning better because you're finding resources for yourself or do you feel like this is compromised like i can never get over a certain hump in terms of functionality for myself um are you back to are you able to work or not like what what is your story now as you know as we look at the past year let's say uh, that's a, a hard question to uh, answer because sure. every day for me is uh, different. Mm. Uh, I did gain some functionality back uh, in the first couple of months after my diagnosis. Um, today, I could have dates upon days that I'm just laying on the couch mm -hmm. and I can't do anything yeah. and other days that are, you know, a good in my world. Um, right. Right. So uh, I've tried multiple things and it seems anything I am uh, just it just causes my body to go into a horrible detox state mm. to where I am um, having life-threatening reactions. Okay. So um, I am able to do um, some of uh, uh, Dr. Tony's radiant green products. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to do some uh, root um, and at this function, um, they have uh, saunas, uh, infrared saunas yeah. um, that we've been looking at and my good friend uh, Michelle uh, found a sponsor uh, I don't know if you know of her her name is Jody O'Malley she was a whistleblower mm. um, she actually sponsored us and got both for me and my injured friend one of those so we're excited to try those to see how those uh, might help. Did, did your husband take the vaccine and did he have a reaction or was he okay? He, he had to take it as well because mm -hmm. of his uh, career. Mm -hmm. um, and he did okay that we know of, um, of course, um, he just had the first two, and then he hasn't had anything after that. But I always say we have all been injured in some mm -hmm. way. We just don't know what it is yeah. yet.
Yeah, we were. I was just talking about all this with a friend of mine, and we were, you know, talking, you know, about was was there different batches? You know, I think there was some uh, where the the probably the rate of adverse reactions was probably higher. Um, I don't know if they're all uh, if they were all the same. I know that sounds really conspiratorial, but um, I don't know. I just kind of am a little bit suspicious about some of this, and you know, there's some people that took took the vaccine and had no issues and they're just like, no, I feel great. But there's, there's sure an awful lot of people that have either had extreme reactions like yours, um, you know, uh, collapsed or also there's, I've noticed there's a bunch of people that maybe haven't had what you had happen, but they're saying things like, I just haven't felt myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and those those are the ones you worry about because they're sensing it. You know, they're like, I just haven't felt quite the same or, or, you know, I just, I exercise and I just, I don't feel that great when I exercise. I just, something's going on where I used to really love it. And all of a sudden I, I got this vaccine and all of a sudden now I'm like, uh, I don't know if I even should be doing this. This doesn't feel good. Or, um, so, you know, God bless you. Thank you for coming on to base camp for men, Danielle, and sharing your story. Uh-huh. Um, well, thank re- you for having me on. Um, really quick, I wanted to tell you, sure. they do have a website called How Bad Is My Batch? Mm. And you can look up how deadly or how bad your batches were. Not only did I get one bad batch, but I got two bad uh. batches. Yeah. Both of them associated with thousands upon thousands of reactions. Yeah. So that's just, I, that's one of those things where people might not want to go look. Right. I mean, although I think, right. I think, I think if you got, I think if you got a really bad batch, you know, it like you, like, I don't think you're sitting there going, Oh, I feel great. Oh, look, my batches were really bad. I mean, I know people that have had reactions in my sense without even going there. Where, where do people find that information? That would be a really good resource. Like how bad is my batch? Is that, do you know what that is off the top of your head? Or I can always probably look it up. It's how bad is my batch.com. And, um, they, you go and get your lot in batch numbers and Mm -hmm. it will tell you how bad or how many um, reports of adverse events are are hooked or connected to your batch and where those batches were made and the exact ingredients in your specific batch because they all have different ingredients in them. Uh, well, That's they, why yeah. we're having trouble figuring out one thing for everybody because they're right. all different. Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing that as well because I think that would be really useful for people. Um, and Danielle, thanks so much for coming on. Um, you're just really courageous. Um, I, I just, God bless you and your family. I hope that you continue to find resources. Uh, I hope the infrared sauna helps. Somebody else was saying something about ozone therapy. I don't know what that is, but some people are kind of throwing that around as a possibility. So I, I hope you find the right um, tools. You're a wonderful woman. Um, and, Aww, thank and, I, you. and I, and I, and I hope you just, I hope you find ways to feel better and heal 
Um, and I just, uh, yeah, I hope that, that you and all your, and your friends and the, in the community continue to heal because you need it. And thank you for having the courage to come on, speak your truth. We really welcome you here. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I am interested in the ozone therapy too. So if you know of anyone that's willing to a sponsor or anything, send them my way. We will. And, and I'll, I'll mention that in the outro uh, and I'll guide them over um, in a way to be able to support you. So thank you so much, Danielle. Oh, thank you for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Well, I hope you found that interview valuable. For those that are wondering how a particular mRNA batch fared compared to the rest of them, go to the website that Danielle mentioned at www.howbadismybatch.com. And if you wish to support Danielle in her recovery, please join me in doing so at Give, Go, Send. I'll include the full link in the show notes, but for here, it's www.givegosend.com slash g 9 k ZJ. That's givegosend.com slash G9KZJ. Thank you, base campers, and we'll see you around the fire next week. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Base Camp for Men.